CMSF, the annual conference of the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, brings together a mix of local and international speakers to discuss the most pertinent topics of Australia's $2.7 trillion superannuation sector. Join a host of AIST personalities in this podcast series as we sit down with some of the key speakers from the 2019 conference to give you an overview of their expertise and insight on some of the biggest topics to be discussed at this year's conference. Well, my name is Jeff Wallens from the AIST training team, and I am delighted to uh, introduce uh, Toby Walsh, who is a leading researcher in artificial intelligence and joins me to talk about AI and its role in superannuation. So, Toby... Pleasure uh, to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. And could you please explain... Machine learning, data analytics, some some of the AI issues that could relate to someone who's trying to get their head around how AI might be useful or the opposite to that for a superannuation fund. Sure. Uh, so th- unfortunately, there's there's quite a lot of hype and surely quite a lot of misconceptions about about AI and machine learning these days. Machine learning is a part of AI. It's the part of AI where we get computers to process lots of data and typically make predictions based upon that data. Um, And a a good way to think about it is actually there's a lot of it already invisibly in your lives. And and, um, there's that wonderful quote from William Gibson, you know, the future's already here, it's just unevenly spread. And so there are, you know, if you look amongst um, the technically, technologically most literate companies, Already, you can see examples of how AI and machine learning in particular are already being used. Um, one of the areas where there's the most immediate, most um, obvious use is in with, within marketing. And so in the super industry, you clearly um, do quite a bit of marketing to, to try and um, talk to your members in a way that's more responsive. And machine learning gives you the opportunity to try and target those adverts a bit better. It's driven by huge amounts of data. And and in fact, if you're thinking about, you know, where is your, where is your, um, if you're going to start playing with these sorts of technology, where should you start? Well, frequently, and frequently the conversation I have when I talk to other businesses is starting by, well, think about what data you have, where you could make better decisions based upon that data. Um, And that may require that actually you need to go out and, uh, and collect that data in a better, more systematic way. And almost always it means you need to collect that data in a cleaner, more thorough way because frequently when you start working with people, you discover the data isn't um, as clean and, and, as, and as polished as it needs to be to be, able to be making these decisions. Um, and then the other challenge you have, of course, is expertise. The technology is not yet, and I suspect for quite a few years still to come, not push-button technology. It's not like your spreadsheets and all the other things that you may be using in your IT department. It still requires quite a bit of sophistication to be able to drive it and to manage it. Um, And the problem there, of course, is that there's a huge, great shortage of people with the appropriate skills. And so, you know, part of the journey uh, would probably be, um, the advice I give for many people is, um, you know, either you're going to have to try and recruit that talent, which is going to be quite difficult, expensive, uh, and may not be successful, or you're going to have to try and grow that yourself, um, and that requires you investing in the individuals in your in your organisation so that they can build um, the capability themselves. The good news here 
is that um, lots of the tools are open source, open access. Um, you know, many of the tech companies, the, the Googles and the like of the world, give away their stuff at the moment as a way of, of, of building market share and the like. You can you can go and download TensorFlow, one of the most common machine learning frameworks that's used by people. And I've known a you know, number of companies who have successfully used that and, 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 and learned how to use that. And again, there are um, you know, lots of good resources. There's lots of good MOOCs um, that one can use to try and build that um, talent because um, at the end of the day, it still um, requires uh, quite a bit of sophistication to use, but the potential payoffs uh, will be worth it and will give you an ability to understand your members that much better um, and to be much more responsive to, to what they need. Um, and so it's a great opportunity. Um, and if you don't do it, surely your competitors will be. Now, you mentioned IT departments. So I've, I've worked for well, a few super funds and they have recently been investing massively in their IT departments, digitization, developing apps, websites and so forth. Now, you, you've written, uh, written recently that new technology tends to create more jobs rather than than use them up or, or replace them so and and certainly anecdotally that's that's been my experience just looking at superannuation it, what has it been like more broadly in terms of sort of globally big companies adopting ai and and adjusting to that as a, as a new technology are we are we seeing jobs getting absorbed or is it creating more jobs no, no one really understands what the balance here whether more jobs are being destroyed than created um, but one thing that we are absolutely certain about and there's and clear evidence for which is that the new jobs that get created require different skills and so that you know any responsible corporation needs to be realizing that you need to be investing in the most valuable thing in your business that's the people um, that they will need different skills and you don't want to end up in a position and I'm going to be mean and name them um, like Nat Bank did at the end of last year when they announced record profits and that because of the digitalization of their business that they were laying off 6,000 people um, and hiring 2,000 people with the appropriate digital skills. That doesn't look good. Um, that is also not good for the bottom line. It's going to be a very expensive, painful, difficult process for NAB to go through that and find the people with the right skills. There is a real shortage. It's 100,000 people. Um, 100,000 unfilled jobs in IT in Australia today. Um, so NAB is going to have a very difficult, expensive job finding those people with the right skills. Um, and it would have been far better if they had worked out a few years back what those skills needed to be. And um, maybe the business was the wrong size and they needed to lay off 4,000 people. But there were 2,000 people who didn't need to be laid off if they could have been reskilled with the appropriate digital skills for what the new business, the new digital business that banking is becoming. Um, and so that's the best investment. And the other thing to think about is that, is that when you do digitalize parts of your business and you do automate things and you remove some of the drudgery and dull things that your staff used to do, you need to view that not as a race to the bottom and as a way of laying off staff, but as an opportunity, an opportunity to lift your business, to improve the product, the service, to, to, to become a better company, to use that time that's freed up of those people to do something useful that will serve your members better, that will make you um, a better a better super fund, um, as opposed to um, you know a race to the bottom, because we're not going to win any races to the bottoms. And what's going to distinguish you, what's going to make you a long-living um, fund is by offering, by constantly using the 
the investment returns that digitalization, that automation, that AI bring to lift the quality of what you do. Mm. Now, uh, at the end of March, the government will be uh, releasing uh, Australia's AI plan, which you've been heavily involved in in developing, I I believe you you mentioned. Yes, we've seen many countries announce ambitious plans to invest um, in this technology and also to, to think carefully about the policy space, about the regulation, about issues around privacy and fairness and that, that these technologies immediately create. Um, and I have um, been um, been working the last few months at the request of Prime Minister and Cabinet to actually um, provide input to that. Um, there's an independent report, there's a very well-developed process that the government has of, of getting advice, scientific advice um, through the learned academies, and that report is going to be delivered to government on the 25th of March. There'll be a, a big press release. And we've seen many countries respond to such reports by making um, significant um, announcements. We've seen the British government announce a billion pounds to be invested in AI. Um, We've seen the French government announce 1.5 billion euros. The German government, 3 billion euros. Um, Even the Indian government's investing half a billion dollars. So I'm very optimistic that the government will also see this as a future. We're we're not a low-wage economy. We're a knowledge-based economy. This is very much in our future. Um, And so we should hopefully see the government investing in providing, for example, um, you know, more, more trained, qualified people coming up through the university sector to, to feed fuel businesses, um, to feed the, the IT departments of super funds and elsewhere, um, so that we have the appropriate skills, that we have the appropriate regulatory framework. And so I'm hopeful the government, um, whoever they happen to be next year, uh, will have responded appropriately. Um, and um, we will see even more movement, even more opportunity in this sector because it really does offer immense promise. Um, you know, there have been a number of studies done by I mean, PricewaterhouseCoopers have made an estimate that it's going to add 10% to Australia's GDP at least um, by in the next um, by 2030. That's about roughly about half the economic growth that we can expect in total, um, just due to digitalization and particular AI. Um, so that's going to be a significant component of our productivity in the future, and so one that you know um, any super fund needs to be thinking about in terms of how do you more efficiently, more effectively um, deliver to your members. Um, that's by you know investing in these sorts of technologies and embracing this technology and using it um, to lift the quality of what you do, because um, surely your competitors are going to be doing it as well. So if I was a, a chief investment officer of a super fund or just a keen investor, should I be rushing out on the 25th of March and getting my hands on that report to look for investment opportunities? Or what, what, what could super funds be doing to uh, in, in response to this sort of a report? Is, is there likely to be announcements there for uh, funding for something quite tangible that, that we could be doing? I, I can't say because we, we, know, we, could, we soon, shortly... Um, held up by an election cycle and, and all that that goes with that. But but I will expect, you know, the government will be responding quite shortly. And, you know, like many other countries have responded um, in this space. Um, so you can see, you know, you can see lots of opportunities. I, I would encourage, um, you know, all, um, all all businesses, super funds and the like to, to think clearly. I mean, as an example, um, 20 years ago, you needed an internet plan. 
uh, if you were going to, you know, how you were going to use the internet to better deliver your your service to your firm. Ten, ten years ago, you needed a mobile plan because people were switching to that. And today, I, I would strongly encourage you to think about well, what is going to be your AI plan. Um, it doesn't have to be completely well formed today, but you should start dabbling. You should start, as I said, trying to build up expertise within your organisation. Start thinking about, um, you know, collecting the data. Um, you know, in, increasingly your data, you know, where the AI plan is going to spring from is what, where your data plan is, because so much of it is driven by data. So, you know, you should already have a very well-formed data plan um, and you should be thinking, you know, OK, well, OK, how are we going to grow the talent perhaps within our organisation to start using that data in a more intelligent fashion um, and start playing with a few little um, projects where maybe the, you know, the stakes are low, the risks are and the, um, so that we can actually build up um, some, some corporate expertise in the space and start getting our hands dirty and understanding the technology better uh, as a way then to start using it more broadly across, uh, across um, all of the activities you do. Because at the end of the day, it is going to be a pervasive technology. It's hard to think of an aspect of your business. You, know, you may start out with just using it in marketing, but it will soon move forwards into you know, how you price risk, um, how you run your operations, um, how you communicate with your customers. You know, another good example, another good place where you can start is with chatbots, of course. You know, um, you know maybe you can you know, better respond. There are many millennials and the like who seem to prefer to talk to chatbots than they do to people. Um, and there's a good way maybe of, of answering many of their common questions in a way that they, they refine responsive and, and um, it will work you know, 24-7 at the strangest hours and, the, and, and um, many of their common questions you can give them um, access uh, and, and answer their questions. Uh, that's a, another simple example of an AI. It's not very s- sophisticated, it's not very smart, but it understands simple questions. Uh, that requires a little modicum of intelligence, but that's another good example of how you can start dipping your toe in the water and using AI to, to actually uh, communicate better with, with, your, with your members. Well, AI is certainly here to stay, and uh, chatbots, I suppose, are a very good example of maybe where artificial intelligence is, is has has made its way into our lives, whether we're aware of it or, or like it or not. So this is all that we've got time for, for this podcast. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, AI is a fascinating and, and massive world, and, and you've contributed hugely to that uh, around the world. So thank you for your time and for your expertise. It's my pleasure. And if I, if you could let me have a little plug at the end, yes, if your listeners want to find out more i can strongly encourage they um, get my latest book 2062 the world that i made which um, covers many of these topics and others in in much more detail yes i can vouch for that having having uh, read through most of your book it's uh, it's extremely interesting and enjoyable thank you very much for your time today my pleasure thanks for listening be sure to listen to our other interviews with key speakers from cmsf 2019 You can find out more on our upcoming events program by heading to aist.asn.au forward slash events. See you next time.